Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Sachidananda. Satsang with Sri Swami Sachidananda in New York City at St. Peter's Church, April 27, 1980. Just now they said that I should talk about universal love, universal love. There's nothing much to talk about universal love. <laughs> then to show it in our lives. When you are universal, you certainly love. And when you love, you become universal. They are one and the same. Universality and love go together. If you learn to love without any condition whatsoever, and if you know that that is the only binding factor that could keep us together, all the rest would come and go. Then we have realized what is to be realized. We often hear people saying that God is love. At the same time we hear people saying love is blind. And therefore It's a simple equation. True, God is blind. When God is love and love is blind, God should be blind. Particularly, He is blind in regard to our mistakes. Otherwise, He has lots of reasons hate us, to dislike us, and to destroy us. They are not really behaving like good children. You are right. God just closes his eyes like the great mother. She doesn't want to even think of anything bad of her children. Even if somebody tells her that your child is not good, a bad guy, she even refuses to listen to that. She would immediately say, oh no, my angel is a great one, beautiful one. Since the day he started moving with the other guys, He will never, never accept that something was wrong, something is wrong with her child. She may even put the blame on somebody else. That is a mother's love. And that's God's love. Mother is all heart. As I very often 
said that when two people come together to express their love, they call each other sweetheart. Hmm? You have never heard anybody talking to the other as my sweet head. <laughs> If the, by any chance the husband looks at the wife and says, My honey, you are my sweet head. <laughs> Because it's, it's hard to be sweet in the head. <laughs> yes. Because the head itself is a hard nut. There's nothing softness in it. But we need the head, no doubt. That's where the brain is. But the brain is fed by the heart. Remember that. It's the heart that pumps up the blood to the brain. And the heart fails, the brain fogs. So we need the head, but still the heart is the basis. To use the same pun again, with the name, the head and the heart, you see that he expresses his art in the heart. H-E plus A-R-T makes the heart. So you can as well say he and his art makes the heart. But he simply puts an ad here. He and his ad makes the head. So the head is good for advertising. <laughs> Not necessarily listening. Anything and everything. But the real art lies in the heart. Sometimes even the brain stops functioning. Maybe in your deep sleep the brain doesn't function. The stroke lapses, unconsciousness. But even in that deep sleep, who is the one who functions constantly? The heart. That never fails. If the heart fails, you know what happens. That's what, that's why the entire mother, entire nature is called mother nature. Because the entire nature is based on love. Produced with love. Continues with love. And even comes to an end with love to begin a new life. So we don't see any other great message than love in the entire nature. But unfortunately, we don't see that much love in the human beings. That's why all the crises are only with the human beings. There's no crisis in the nature. 
if you even see some crisis in the nature it is produced by the human beings always nature functions with all love everything in the nature functions for the sake of others there is absolute dedication absolute selflessness in the entire nature take anything in the nature from the very sky sun moon stars rain wind water earth vegetation animals you cannot see even a trace of selfishness in all those things in the nature but the so called climax of the creation the human species don't express that through universal love in a way i find it hard even to blame the human beings for that maybe the cosmic power cosmic consciousness which we call god seemed to have created the man with sort of freedom to choose and from within that awareness that consciousness constantly guides us we don't even need to look for a scripture or anybody else to know what is right and what is wrong even the so called illiterate little ones know what is right and what is wrong they have never studied books many a times i visited juvenile correctional institutes very little boys and girls many of them never went to school and i asked them do you want to be good people they say yes we all want to be good people hmm so what makes somebody bad they really well you know the bad guys always tell lies steal hurt others they never studied anything they don't need to go and study they know that this is wrong how do they know because the light within the god within or the guru within constantly tells us we don't need an outside help for them <coughs> but at the same time they are given the choice all right i told you my job is over take it or leave it 
If you do it, if you follow, you will enjoy life. If you do not, you will get hurt. You will suffer. You will pay the price for it. I will never come and stop you from doing it. <coughs> Given according to the biblical story, the very first man who was created by God was given the choice. He told God, God told man that Adam, you should not eat that fruit. But then he ate it, he didn't stop him. Does it mean that God did not know that he is going to eat? Or God did not have the capacity to stop him? No. He just allowed him to use his own discriminative knowledge. He was told what is right and what is wrong. He was given that freedom. So that he can learn by his own mistakes. If he don't learn directly from the guidance within, okay, make the mistake and then learn. And that's what we are constantly seeing in our lives. God never will stop. You may say God is all merciful. But that should not be interpreted as God should stop you from doing something wrong. God is giving you all experience. He allows you to learn. And that is also a form of love. You may even say, how can God allow us to do these things? How can God allow these things to happen? Many people who seem to have even lost faith in God, lost the faith because of this kind of thinking. If there is one God, how can all these things happen in the world? What was he doing or what is he doing? Can't he stop all this nonsense? How many storms, how many earthquakes, how many people rioting, how many people are committing atrocities. Why can't he stop it? No. That's not God's way. Because he knows that if you are forced to do something, you are doing it for God's sake, not for your sake. God wants you to stand on your own legs. That is the climax of understanding. The best way to learn is not for the sake of others. Even the ashrams, it would be easy for me to say, no, don't do that, stop that, or get out, or do something. 
then if you do that, you are doing it just because I told you. We are not doing it for your sake, but for my sake. That's not right learning. Instead, you should be told, what will happen if you do this? What will happen if you do not do this? The choice is yours. That is the way God teaches us, or the Mother Nature teaches us. Mother Nature and God are not different. That doesn't mean that Mother Nature doesn't love us. That's again due to love, see. I don't want the child to do some things because I say so. I want the child to stand on its own leg, learn the lesson by its own way, by, by its own mistakes, then it will never do it again. If you do it for somebody's sake, the minute the somebody is gone, you will go back to the same place again. It's not your own then. God allows you to make mistake and even get punished for it. It's not God punishing you. God never cares to punish you. God knows only to love. Love and love and love. I remember once I read a beautiful verse sung by a South Indian saint in Tamil language. He prays to God Ganesha, the elephant-headed God, the very first one to worship, to get all the knowledge. There he says, Lord, you are the embodiment of knowledge. You are the embodiment of love. But the way you teach us differ. One side you love us and teach us. Teaching through love, Arakkarunai he calls it. Another way again teaching through with love but in a different way, Marakkarunai, by a hard way. Gentle way and hard way. It's almost like a mother. Gently you tell your child, it's not right for you to do. And if the child still persists on doing, then say, alright, allow, do it and get hurt. Then you will know. She still loves the child. It's called Marakkarunai. God wants us to learn ultimately. So if we could realize that we will never deny God. Even denial of God is permitted by God. You can deny me, it's fine. Destroy my church, burn my scripture. Break my idol. Doesn't matter. If that's the way you want to learn, go ahead do it. Do you need a crowbar to destroy my church? I'll give you. 
If you need a matchbox to burn your burn the scripture, I give you. You need some energy to use the crowbar, I give you energy. Otherwise, how can you even lift the crowbar and break the wall? Where do you get the energy? God can turn off the main switch. <laughs> that, that is what you call love. And we should cultivate that kind of love. We should never, never limit our love. Love limited is sort of attachment. There's no difference between love and attachment. They are one, or, one and the same. One is universal, unconditional. The other type of love is limited, conditional. If you do this, I'll do this to you. If you pass me ten candles on a Sunday, one for you. <laughs> Even with God, we do business. If you give me the Christmas present, a diamond ring, I'm your honey always. <laughs> if you pass the exam, a bicycle will come to you on Christmas present. Always we, we do business, we teach business to others also. Even our children are not spared. That doesn't mean that you really love the child. You love only on conditional basis. That's attached. You want the child to be in such and such way, and you don't want to accept the child as it is, and still love. Son, I love you so much, but I would continue to love you only if you can just share this. <laughs> How many parents demand that? <laughs> God never does these things. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.